0: funny the other night i was going through netflix and a lot comes up and like you know suggested for you stuff and i'm looking and i'm like huh do you know how many movies i'm like that looks interesting and i've watched it already
1: <laughs> at least you're consistent
0: <laughs> right and i'm just like i'm looking at it and i'm like i think i watched yeah i watched that one but it's just so insane to me that i'm like oh this premise seems interesting i was like wait a minute i fucking watched it already which just proves it's awful so i may be adding more to the list as we go on
1: great so what i would like to know is why this movie not because i don't understand why you picked it for like the concept of our podcast but like this movie is 20 years old and not very fresh so like what what the hell brought this to your
0: attention so when I was at crystals back in September Uh uh-huh whenever I'm there we watch movies that we watched incessantly during high school okay and this was one of them so I had not seen this movie in 17 years okay okay (laughs) so as I'm watching it I'm like why were we obsessed with this movie? It's so bad. Like I this movie sucked. <laughs> it was bad. Yes. And then for some reason I couldn't stop thinking about it because I'm like this is a perfect movie for us to do. And like yeah, even though it is super fucking old, it's it's got key plot like it's got it's got cast. a lot yeah. of
1: people i was like oh my god this person oh my god that person yep. it was star-studded but like before any of these people were actually really stars
0: <laughs> exactly so i thought that was also another cool concept as like we bring them up in the story how much better they are now or or not <laughs> or at,
1: yeah or at least what we know them from right more notable, more so yes. than
0: this movie more so yes <laughs> yeah
1: this was nobody's big break
0: Oh no no no! Definitely <laughs> that. Re- and rewatching it a few weeks ago, as I was taking notes, I was just kind of like, "Wow, <laughs> it's um, it's really it something." Was torture, yeah,
1: yeah, it was something. This is I hate it. Let's watch it. I'm Lisa, and I'm Dawn. And the movie we've been talking about for the past three minutes is Abandoned, two thousand two yes. yes. Abandoned. Because I think there are other Abandons, or at least like Abandoned abandoned
0: which I actually added to our list because it's a newer movie
1: yeah that came out this year yeah
0: with what's her name Emma Roberts and some other dude I don't know who the dude is but oh okay I remember searching for abandoned and only that would come up and I'm like I'm not saying abandoned I'm saying abandoned yeah it's like
1: you must have meant abandoned because (laughs) nobody wants to watch abandoned (laughs) (laughs)
0: like they're really pushing this movie that you can't even watch what you meant what you really meant yeah so we watched abandoned now I'm curious if you'd be able to put this in later, but the trailer alone, oh, <laughs> I would want people to just hear because it's like at one point I had opened IMDb and it just started playing,
1: uh huh,
0: and I'm like, oh my, like it's so old, just like the guy who's doing it, the voiceover guy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just brings you back, but also <laughs> the script he was given to go through this trailer was so awful. I feel corny. like they don't
1: even really do that anymore. Like, you rarely no. see a movie trailer with voiceover.
0: Right. It's it's from the movie and that's it. Like, there's right. no prompting. There's no nothing. So mm-hmm. it was just very interesting to hear, like, an elite school. Oh, now oh, now so, I kind of yes. want to watch the
1: trailer because I did not see the trailer. I just okay. went straight into watching the movie.
0: <laughs> when you go on IMDb, it's the first video that comes up and it's. It cracks me up. And if you're <laughs> able to put the sound on here so everyone can hear it because- We might
1: get suits, Maybe I'll just put some of it.
0: Just the beginning, honestly. Yeah. Just the intro. Just because... a little taste. Yeah. Just the intro. The school
1: is exclusive. You can be the president of the United States if you really want to be. Even my dad likes you. The parties are extreme. Right now, everything is so perfect. The future is bright. You feel safe with me because we accept each other. But nothing this good lasts forever. I would be very surprised, though, if (laughs) If anybody sued us. (laughs) Hey, listen, Disney tried to take us down for our uh, endgame merch, so you never know.
0: That's very true. And I put up a new design for that, so get it while we still have a merch store. I know.
1: I was actually fascinated by like, while we're talking about stuff about the movie before the movie Mm -hmm. even begins, Spyglass Entertainment. I feel like I Mm -hmm. haven't seen Spyglass Entertainment in a long time. And yet it came back so viscerally to me that it must have been lots of movies back in that time period because I I was like, damn. But I haven't seen it recently unless they've changed their little intro thingy. But the guy with the big, you know, Telescope thingy that really took me back. But I have to say, the movie in general did not make me like it, really didn't give super strong early 2000s vibes to me. Really? No, I mean, I felt like the clothing wasn't really super of the time period the way that it has been in some of like the other Mm. dated movies that we've watched. Yeah. The only thing that was kind of conspicuous was a lack of technology. Like, cell phones and stuff but like they weren't even using old blocky nokia cell phones like they were in house of wax right their absence was i think better because like if you had seen an actual what an actual cell phone looked like in 2002 that would have been like ha that shit's old but (laughs) but the fact that it's not even there i mean it's like oh wow they're not using cell phones but also okay
0: yeah i mean i i felt the overall atmosphere was extremely dated Only because there were scenes in her dorm room where, like, her desk just reminded me of, like, a late 90s, early 2000s desk. Like, I think I actually had it in my back room. Like, it was my ex-husband had the desk, and he brought it here and we moved in together. And it was the same style with, like, the back cork board. Like, it was just... A lot of it just seemed... just seemed old. And
1: I... To call 2002 old is just it's 20 years ago john I know. <laughs> but i actually think this college dorm room seemed more college dorm roomy than most of the college dorm rooms you see in movies and tv shows in any time period usually they have these really elaborate huge bedrooms and really nice furniture and these like really amazing setups that you've just never seen in college mm-hmm. before this actually looked like an, an actual college dorm to me i was i felt like i've been in that room before
0: the hallway though seemed like an insane asylum
1: yeah and there was like one they were
0: super super small like narrow very narrow and it was just the painted brick walls and like that blue that you want to (laughs) like like a doctor's office blue
1: yeah i mean to be fair that is i mean maybe not that narrow but like that's what the halls were like in my dorm in college like it was like the painted but it was like a yellowy orangey kind of it was you know it is what it is it's a college dorm
0: (laughs) right I did not go to college so I didn't know
1: right (laughs) well you'll have to take my word for it but also they didn't have these weird labyrinthine sewers under the library like (laughs) like what was that about (laughs) it took a turn listen that (laughs) library too like it, that was strange, I will I will say. I've never seen that in a college before.
0: <laughs> and the the library was in the basement? It had to have been. I think
1: so. I mean, she just, like, ran out of... It was hard to tell. The cutscenes in this movie were really hard to follow because it was all over the place. And also, this movie did not mind just, like, jumping days, hours, weeks, months ahead in the timeline <laughs> just for fun. Oh, so. yeah.
0: I mean, the the flashbacks... They did kind of morph into present day a lot, and without like you said the cutscenes. Like it just,
1: yeah, it was hard to you follow. You weren't really
0: made aware. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and one other thing I wanted to bring up that I that I think just is drilled into my brain: the Applebee's in Westbury for the longest time had the poster of this movie really. In the bathrooms. <laughs> so if I was ever sitting at a booth facing the bathrooms. I would just see Katie Holmes. I wonder why. Yeah, like, because I know they would have. This is before the Applebee's just became, like, the town's high school pictures and stuff. It was, like, more of like a TGI Fridays, like.
1: Pop culture vibe. Pop culture, yes. But, like, was this movie ever really popular? Like, I don't remember ever hearing about it.
0: I think it just had to deal with Katie Holmes being in it.
1: Yeah, I mean, that was, like, the zeitgeisty. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd and, never and heard Zoe of this D. movie. Oh, listen, I hate Zoe Deschanel. Whoa. I know. Whoa. <laughs> I'll come out and say Great it. Words. <laughs> I'll come out and say it. I find her very off-putting, and I have yet to see her in a role <laughs> that I don't find her off-putting in.
0: Okay. Well, I can only, the only thing that she is for me is Jessica Day from New Girl. Like, anything else, I just feel awkward about. So, realizing she was in this and forgetting she was in this, I was like,
1: ooh, no. That's why Mm -hmm. I haven't watched New Girl, because I'm just like, ugh, I can't do a whole show around this woman. Yeah, but everybody else is great, so that's... Oh, uh, that's that's what Alberto says, too! And I'm like, Mm -hmm. ugh, but is it worth it? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Well, we'll see. Maybe one day, but not today. Maybe. Not today.
0: Ugh. Alright, so let's get into what this shit show's about.
1: Yeah, what is this shit show about?
0: <laughs> so, Katie Holmes plays Katie. Go Which is fun. <laughs> yeah.
1: And it'll it make Miley have my life a lot easier tonight, <laughs> because I could not remember Benjamin Bratt's name, so I just kept writing Benjamin Bratt in my notes.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I I was just, like, the cop. Anyway. BB. So, she is in college a good col like
1: a fancy I mean, yeah a fancy it, college? i think we're meant to feel like it's a, a harvard or a yale or a dartmouth kind of situation
0: yeah and she's basically got this interview with this company a big
1: fancy bank
0: yeah and right off the bat she comes off as super know-it-all-ish yeah, because she's like, bothered. Me. so
1: additional Sam, she's doing her crossword and like every answer. Katie's like, I know it. This is how you spell it. Mm-hmm. And I also know this answer and this is how you spell it. And it's just like, ugh. yeah, we get it. You're smart. Right. Like, Shut <laughs> up. We yeah, get it. Exactly. You're a genius. And the
0: whole like <laughs> spending every night in the basement in this library, just like.
1: She's very stereotypical. Stereotypical yeah. nerd. Nerd girl.
0: I also never found her. ...to be that much of a big deal.
1: No, but, like, that's that's the thing in this movie, though. Every man is attracted to her. It's, like, the Bella Swan complex in Twilight... Yeah, ...because she's no. just, like, a normal, mm-hmm. like, slightly annoying girl... ...and all the guys are like, mm, we want to bang you. And actually, Melanie Linsky's character love her love Love i love her oh my god yeah we could talk about her more but like when she started telling benjamin bratt like why these guys are all i was like bitch that's dead on like you have fucking nailed it Mm -hmm. the men all think they can fix her because they see this like wounded little girl who needs help and they're just like oh we want to like help you and she's like no i'm really damaged from my dad leaving like my daddy issues and it's like oh my god this was supposed to sound really catty, but it actually sounds incredibly accurate. And I hope she went on to become mm-hmm. a psychologist because that, that was clearly the, the right call.
0: Yeah, definitely. And tidbit about Melanie Linsky that I did not know mm-hmm. until recently. She's married to Jason Ritter. Yeah, yeah, I feel like I, I just, had no idea.
1: I feel like I saw a lot of that after Yellow Jackets came out, like she was just in the press everywhere. That and then I feel sense. like they did a lot of interviews with her and her husband, but
0: I forgot what I saw. It might have been a TikTok that was like, oh, um, celebrities you don't know are married to other And I was like, I actually don't know that one. <laughs> I had no idea. Oh my idea. God, I
1: know something Dawn doesn't know. Wild. I know. Wild. Crazy. It was bound to happen someday. Yes. Also, are they all physicists? She was uh, finance. Finance.
0: Because the other one. Well, Katie was
1: finance. Gabrielle Union was like chemistry or something because she's in the lab at that one point looking at shit under a microscope. I don't know what Zoe Deschanel was. (laughs) I think maybe she was also finance because she also interviewed for that bank. So I'm guessing Mm. they like did similar things. Okay. And I think Melanie Linsky also was finance because they had the same advisor. Gotcha. I think. Okay. But, like, this is me doing legwork for the movie because <laughs> they don't really tell us.
0: <laughs> but, yeah, again, we are naming actor after actor that is yeah. in this movie. Yeah, people
1: you know and love. Gabriel Mann. Gabriel Mann. Oh, my God. Revenge. Yes. I, as soon as I saw him, I was like, Nolan! <laughs> We I love him and... so, so much. And, like, honestly, it made me want to go back and rewatch Revenge, at least, like, the first season or two, because then it goes, like, woohoo, off oh, the rails.
0: Downhill. I actually did a, a rewatch. I
1: like, remember. It was not year. that long ago. Yeah. yeah. I, sh- I want to do one. I think I stopped
0: three quarters of the way through two because I was like, this is shit. Yeah, yeah. It gets it gets not great. Yeah. So, speaking of segues, I <laughs> notes are not good
1: doing that. Um... <laughs> We were just talking about her interview and how she was snooty in it. Oh, yeah. She's, like, very on top of this interview. And it's kind of annoying because it's, like, who really is that quick on their feet?
0: And who... Right. Like, there's no stuttering. There's no hesitation. There's not... She had an answer for every right. Fucking she question. was very
1: calm and collected, and obviously impressed them. And it was just like, yeah, okay, whatever.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So there's that. But and the beginning of the movie was confusing to me because you have all of this going on, and then you have Benjamin Brett starting to work on this missing persons case of a student who went to this school. And for a while, I wasn't clear on how these things overlapped because they seemed really separate until the point at which he interviews Katie for the first time and she's like oh yeah he was my boyfriend that was like oh okay that's the connection right we got it now but for a while it was like what is what does this older man have to do with these college kids I just want to talk about this interview this initial interview with Katie because it's probably the worst detective interview I've ever heard in my life he asks her like three questions and doesn't Press on anything like when she says that Embry was her boyfriend, he doesn't say like, oh well, what happened? Did you guys break up? And she's like, he disappeared. He left school, and it's just like, well, like, did you have a fight? Was did you try? Yeah, right. Like, like, like what? Well, like, there's more. There's more there that you could ask. And I'm not saying that he could have necessarily solved the case in that moment, but his instincts are just terrible because
0: right.
1: <laughs> to not press on these things. Like, I had a million questions in that interview, and he asked. None of them. And just lets lets her go about her merry way. And the fact that she's never really a suspect is strange to me.
0: Very strange. She's so shady about the whole thing. Right. The entire time. And again, like, is his question line of questioning and all that due to the whole every guy that comes in contact with her thinks she's this greatest fucking thing ever I mean
1: maybe but to be fair like we never identify any other suspects either no they kind of mentioned Harrison has a thing for Katie too and that there mm-hmm. was tension between Harrison and Embry but that's never really genuinely pursued as a lead and even when things are revealed like Sam says that he was getting Embry was getting ready to dump Katie and Mm -hmm. he broke her heart. Like that should point you directly to Katie. And if not Katie, then maybe even Sam because maybe Sam was jealous. There's no real investigation happening here. He doesn't do any detective work except for running that handwriting sample at the end. But basically, he just sits around and waits for her to come to him and be like, oh, I saw Embry. I think Embry's back. And it's just like, why does she have to come to you with this? Like, why are yeah. you not doing more?
0: Yeah, he just does a lot of waiting around. And it's so strange.
1: It's the weirdest police investigation because he he really, he talks to people. He interviews people, but then he never takes what they say and looks at it further. He's just like, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I'll just write that down in my little notebook and then doesn't do shit about it. So, I mean, he does say that he doesn't like being a cop and that he wants to quit. So maybe he's just, like, quiet quitting at his job, but Mm. it's not great.
0: (laughs) No, and I feel like, yeah, that's more than, because I think he's honestly, like, on his way out, because at the end, like, close to leaving, retiring, whatever it is, I don't know.
1: Well, no, I mean, so he got in trouble a lot for for being an alcoholic. Right, and so I right. think it seems like at the beginning of the movie he was coming back from a leave, I'm assuming unpaid leave for crashing his squad car or something or maybe maybe it wasn't his squad car but if you're brought up on DUI charges you probably aren't allowed to drive squad cars anymore so Mm -hmm. I think you know he he said like his uncle got him the job and so like that's why he became a cop but it, it never seemed like a passion for him right
0: yeah no and that's I feel like it's word of mouth isn't really how you become a cop but
1: okay maybe it was more so like hey I think you could be you know, good at this, and like, I'll help you get a job if you do the training and whatever. You know, it's not like he just mm, right. pulled him off the street. I'm sure he did all like the stuff he was supposed to do, but then grease the wheels, maybe. But so I think, I think he was qualified to be a cop. I just don't think he wanted to be a cop. Mm. And maybe that shows in his work.
0: Yeah. And I feel like if he's gotten again, all of these, you know, because of his alcoholism and gotten into trouble all these times and insubordinate and, and what have you. Why even bother giving him this? Like, he's probably looking at this case like, the guy's been missing for how long? Like, nobody gives a shit. Are you giving this to me because it's not that much effort I have to put into it? Like Yeah, I think
1: that's exactly why they gave it to him. It was sort of like a softball down the middle. Just be like, here you go. Get your, you know, feet wet again. Get you back out investigating. And you're probably not going to find anything, but... (laughs) You know it'll get you going right
0: just like get you busy and and
1: that was the weird thing too because they make a big deal in the very beginning about how Embry's parents were so rich and like what happens to his money if he's declared dead and that guy seemed really like I don't know if he was the lawyer or estate manager or something but he seemed in a real hurry to declare Embry dead so that the money could be dispersed to like whatever foundation they had set up but like I don't know. That was a little suspicious to me too. Like, yeah, did those people really need that money that badly that you have to like hasten this investigation to make sure that he's declared dead? So I don't know. I would be looking at a lot of these leads if I were the detective on this case. Mm-hmm. And Benjamin Brad doesn't do any of that. He's
0: so obsessed. Yeah, and I even said Katie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I even said like the fact that she has no remorse or concern about Embry missing.
1: That's a red flag right there. Yeah, she was... Like, she's not even
0: trying to fake being concerned.
1: (laughs) No, and the thing, though, is... And we can talk about it when we get to the end and the reveal. But I don't know how aware she is this whole time of what has Hmm. happened. Because I think we are supposed to assume that she has some sort of psychological problem. And that perhaps she's not always conscious or present right when right. she does certain things and that's why she kind of hallucinates that Embry is back in the first place and probably slipped that note under the door herself and
0: yeah I always wondered that like when they don't do the whole like playback of like what it really looked like what real? Yeah. yes I don't like when they don't do that I like when they do cause then it's like ah ha, got it now
1: yeah, I mean, I think they didn't do that here because it w- would have been really hard. All the scenes where Emory's throwing her around and manhandling her, like, is she just throwing herself around or is she, like, having some kind of, like, blackout episode? <laughs> like, I don't know what that would Who look sees like. You? Well, exactly. It's like um, in Liar Liar when uh, Jim yes. Carrey, like, beats the shit out of himself. But yeah, so. <laughs> So I think that's why they didn't do it. but Right.
0: And I feel like whenever she had these moments, she was alone.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it, you know, starts to get suspicious because no one else can confirm. And then even other people will say like, oh, you didn't tell, like Sam said, like, you didn't tell me Embry's back. And like, yeah, it's just like stuff where it was like, OK, well, nobody else is seeing any of this. It's like very suspicious. But I would need to talk about Embry a little bit because this guy is
0: and replayed by charlie hanum i love
1: him. wow okay can i just My say love. though really glad that he grew up into what he grew up into because this was not it no 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 definitely not. this compared to now would Some never fanarchy. would yeah. never bang young <laughs> charlie well, he, he's not he's not unattractive, unattractive but uh, he played a very unattractive character oh yeah there was yes, yes. no redeeming characters characteristics for this man and I struggled to understand why Katie was attracted to him in the first place at Mm. all ever. He was a pretentious douchebag. I've never seen somebody this pretentious before. It's Oh, it like hurt. And it almost felt like the script for the movie was written by him because I thought, I feel like this movie <laughs> thought that it was smarter than it yeah. actually was. And maybe that was supposed to be kind of a meta experience, but man, he sucked. And every time there was a flashback with him, I was like, why
0: were you with this guy? Mm-hmm. For the two lovely moments of ice skating or...
1: The singing you
0: know. when he like that... Oh, He's, calls
1: are out? Yeah, conducting the so choir. Cool. And then they were in his room and he was like, you're a virgin. Nobody who's had sex has enough time to plan this much. And I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> and then they bang! Like, he throws her planner out the window and then they start to bang and it's just like... Oh yeah, he made fun of her planner too, which, to be honest... I- What was all of that? Well, that's why he says she's a virgin. Like, obviously you're a virgin. Look at all this stuff you have in your planner. I mean, I've never been good about using a planner. I guess it's helpful for other people. It reminds me of Catherine Heigl in um, 27 Dresses.
0: Yes, I was (laughs) just going to say that. But she really needed a planner for that shit. Absolutely,
1: yeah. I mean, I don't have a lot of things going on, really. So I, yeah. and like, I'll use my Outlook calendar at work when I need to remind myself of stuff. So I'm not like really a handwriter kind of person but I just don't understand I don't get why she wanted to bang him at all and even when she was talking about her dad leaving or something and like they were in bed together and he just kind of like sat there and didn't say anything and it was like okay well (laughs) what yeast are you exactly this was no great loss I wrote Embry is the worst maybe we just leave him dead slash disappeared (laughs) because the world would be a better place if we just forgot that this guy ever existed
0: Which I think that was Benjamin Bratt's idea. (laughs) Oh, well. Can we just leave this alone? I don't want to deal with it. Yeah,
1: I am the cop investigating the disappearance slash death. Like, clearly
0: nobody's missing him, so can we just leave it alone? No
1: one cares. Let's move on. What was the thing that, okay, she was in a lecture and she was scribbling you have no grace in her notebook. I don't know what the fuck What the fuck was
0: that? Oh, he said that to her. When? That was when he screamed. He screamed that during
1: the choir thing, the choir thing. (sighs) Oh, my God. I think
0: I wrote it down. Hold on.
1: Fucking worse. Not only is this guy an asswipe, but she's so obsessed with him. Like, it it hurts me. It's like, why would you do this?
0: Oh, no. He had them all repeat. I mean, it was during that part, but he also had them all repeat after him. I'm the infantile center of the goddamn universe. Over and over again.
1: He's so pretentious. He's like, did you ever read Catcher in the Rye? No. Oh, really? That that wasn't one of your high school required readings? <laughs> you
0: know what? We were, like, split up when it came to English, so, like, mm-hmm. half the grade read these ones, half of and I did not
1: get yeah the good books. Oh, no, Catcher in the, the Rye way. was awful. <laughs> the main character, Holden Caulfield, is this Embry character. Mm. He's just, like, thinks he's so much better than everybody else, calls everybody phony because... They are just like trying to live their lives. (laughs) I don't It's just, it's the worst. Like he is the worst narrator of a book ever, except for movie Frankenstein. But the other thing that annoys me about Katie's relationship with Embry is that after he left, she was so obsessed with him that she literally did not sleep with anybody else, date anybody else, do anything else for two whole years because she thought it would be a betrayal of Embry. Like, what? Yeah. How good does that dick have to be that when he leaves you, well, leaves you does she know that he's dead does she know that he's not coming back because it seems like sometimes she doesn't know that and that's where i'm like trying to understand like what her psychological illness is because somewhere in her brain she knows what actually happened but she keeps living this pretense like so what was she never gonna sleep with anybody ever again (laughs) like what what happened there
0: yeah that was very strange (sighs) and i can we talk about the advisor who oh, I thought it was a therapist for a while? Give him. There is an therapy. advisor
1: and a therapist. So there's two different roles here. Which one are we talking Wait, about?
0: President Fitzgerald Grant.
1: <laughs> Sorry. <you> didn't want <laughs> oh, from scandal. scandal. Oh, OK, he's yeah. a therapist. OK. The advisor is only in it briefly. It's when that first interview with Benjamin Bratt where he's like, the school protects our students' privacy. That's her advisor.
0: Oh, OK. So I was right. OK. And then, so the yeah, therapist. this is
1: the therapist.
0: Don't get me wrong, I love him too. (laughs) But she's also... I didn't feel sorry for her. Because, honestly, the entire movie, she put herself in every single fucking position. Even given her history, her past, her reasons for doing the things she does, or the reasons for her liking certain men, whatever it may be. Listen, I have a psychiatrist. (laughs) Where is this going? No, but I'm just saying, like... (laughs) We can have a history of the people that we like or why we attract a certain type of... I felt like every guy that she was attracting had some type of anger about them. Or, a like, they were easily frustrated with her.
1: I didn't think the therapist was frustrated with her. He didn't even make an... I
0: don't think we got to get that far. But I feel like with Ethan, with um, Benjamin Bratt, with... Even with um, Harrison, even though Harrison... I think was the only one that truly liked her, loved her, whatever it may be. I'll
1: give you Harrison, because I do think that there was probably a bit of ignorance on her part. Like when he confessed that he was in love with her, like that should not have been a surprise. Because not only was he like very dedicated to her and loyal to her, but her friends were all teasing her that Harrison... Was obsessed with her and like wanted to be her boyfriend. So like when people say that enough times, should probably make you think a little bit about that it. Also
0: made her a bit of an asshole. I, I, her reaction to that really quickly. You're kind and organized. <laughs> Like, not what I want to hear when I just told you I loved you and really fucking cared about you. Uh
1: I think Um, I missed that, because I think I heard the kind part, but I think I missed the organized part. Oh my god,
0: it was like, it was one, it was a full thought, and I even, before that was like, not the time and place, Harrison, like, this was not good for it, Mm -hmm. but yeah, she's like, oh, you're kind and organized, and I'm like... (laughs) Those are the (laughs) nicest things
1: you can think to say about somebody who just said they loved you. But yeah, no, no.
0: I've been been in that that position where there's somebody that you don't dislike, but you don't like them like that, and it's very difficult to let them down easy. Oh, for sure. I think she was just, I don't know why any of these men
1: are attracted to her. Yeah, I don't know that either. But like, I think... In his case, anyway, because the other
0: ones were just using her for sex at this point, but...
1: Yeah, I, I think maybe Harrison was the only one that I blame her for. Because I mm-hmm. do think that she was leading him on to some extent. Because as I said, I don't think you can play dumb for that long. You have to know that this person is attracted to you. I don't think you can reasonably Right, but also in
0: the recent past, she just has the cop on her mind. She just has Benjamin been Baradon. And like, even Sam says it at one point, like, you're thinking about the cop, aren't you? Like... He's always in the back of her mind currently. Yeah. So her being oblivious to really anything anybody else says makes sense.
1: But that's been all, Harrison has been ongoing. Like this has been for the past few years, basically right, since like, Embrila.
0: Him. That's why I said like wrong place, at some time because she's not going to comprehend what the fuck he's saying at this moment. Like,
1: she can't comprehend anything ever. Like she fucking crazy. I could not stand her. like Fruit Loops. The other thing, (laughs) I found her very uncomfortable to watch with Benjamin Bratt. I mean, part of that was their age difference. That made me very uncomfortable.
0: Okay. Also, really quickly. Yeah. The scene at his apartment when she shows up. Yeah. And they just sit across from each other and read. Also, she's reading The Stranger by Albert uh, Kalmas. Mm-hmm. And I found that interesting. One, because that's the one,
1: one I did read in high school. Ah. And go. I found
0: it very good, but I also found it very telling that she was reading.
1: Well, she tells him he has unusually kind eyes, which made my skin crawl a little bit because yeah, I don't I
0: think Harrison wanted to hear that instead of that he was old. I don't I wouldn't
1: I wouldn't want to hear that. Like if a man said that to me, you have unusually kind eyes, like thank you, but also that's just a really weird way to say that.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've heard other people use that description before not in real life i don't but i feel like it's it's been a descriptor i don't
1: love it and by the way i had to look this up because i was trying to figure out what the age difference is in the movie the characters so if she's a college senior she's probably like 21 but it's really unclear how old benjamin brad is but i guess low estimate 30
0: Mm. which right yeah then yes so like
1: probably 10 years between them but then i did look up how old the actors were at the time did you look this up too i feel like it would be something you do okay so katie holmes was 24 when this movie came out and benjamin bratt was 39
0: oh wow i didn't think that was they had that big of an age difference
1: i don't know i felt like she was a child and i think part of that is her voice she has that very high voice that kind of sounds it. childlike. So I was just deeply uncomfortable the whole time because I really felt mm. like he was a predator. <laughs> and like, aside from the age difference, which, you know, <sighs> I don't know. I feel I, I don't exactly know how I feel about age differences in general. But in this case, he was also in like a power position over her yes, as that makes it as the investigating officer of her ex-boyfriend's disappearance. Like, not great. Mm-hmm. And It's the same thing, like, there's so many unprofessional men in this movie because then the therapist makes that pass at her at the end of the movie and it's just like, why? (laughs) Why are you all scum? Yeah. No nice guys in this movie. Let's talk about the
0: note on the postcard. Okay. So the note says, see me at the old place. We have a lot to talk about. Mm -hmm. But we find out, okay, where she finds it. She is in the library, like always. And again, like I've always said, or we have said actually, about police stations
1: and movies. (laughs) The lighting.
0: Libraries are so fucking creepy. And the fact that this one was in a basement is just even worse. Yeah,
1: it was very poorly lit.
0: Yeah, so she's in her little cubby and etched in the desk Mm -hmm. is where to find Dante's Inferno. And let me tell you, whoever etched that, I mean, it was basically a font.
1: Yeah, it was a really like good job. font, yeah. And I was not a big vandalizer back in the day, but even minimal types of vandalizing, like if you carved your initials into a bench or something, mm-hmm. it's hard to make nice straight lines. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're going to be there a while. Yeah. So it's Etched Wish to Find Dante's Inferno. She finds the book and that's where this postcard
1: no. is. No. What? No, that she sees the eyes through the bookcase. The, I thought the postcard came when she was in her room by herself and the door started rattling and it came under the door.
0: I thought something was in the book, though, because she did grab the book.
1: Yeah, but I thought that was just the reference to the Inferno. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Regardless yeah like, it doesn't really when, matter <laughs> when we get to the reveal i just i have the questions about well again not yeah seeing how this stuff unraveled well because who
1: did what? to your point about the etching was it even there she didn't show anybody she didn't bring anybody and say here look the etching in the desk so right. like we don't actually have a corroboration that anything was etched in the desk
0: or the fact that she's there all the fucking time what about it? That she did it. Oh, well, I mean, if anybody did it, she had to do
1: it. Right.
0: <laughs> but, but I insane, don't even know like, that anybody did it. But just to do it and then act surprised when she goes to look for the book. That's why she's obviously insane. <laughs> like, we we know this. We know
1: this. We know that she is insane.
0: <laughs> if there's we one thing
1: we it. learned tonight.
0: Okay. And this is where we get to Melanie Linsky being interviewed by Benjamin Brett.
1: <laughs> yes I, amazing
0: again love her so much and she goes the missing dad
1: validation
0: yeah she just needs a friend and it's like i get the daddy issues
1: thing sure but this
0: is another level
1: oh yeah and that's why the movie is called abandon it right. I, it should have been called abandonment honestly because yeah abandon is kind of the syllable yeah because as soon as somebody threatens to leave her she becomes murderous <laughs> So, yes, just not a great way to go through life. And also like weird that she hasn't been caught, I feel, because. Yeah, I mean, but Embry
0: was really the only one prior to, right? Benjamin.
1: Yeah. But unless she killed her dad, too, but (laughs) we don't really know. I would
0: think that's the case. But also, I think probably not, because if the dad just left and never came back, she's making these guys have the same issue.
1: I don't know. I think it's a perfectly fair hypothesis that she killed her dad <laughs> when she, she young, when though. she was a youth. I mean, so mm. I guess. I mean, we, we don't really have any proof for that, but I do think that I couldn't say for sure that she didn't. And also mm-hmm. just because skipping now, like, to the end, it's implied that she's going to do this again. Like, any time yeah. a man is like, nah, she's just going to kill him. And it's just like, oh, that's not a great coping me- mechanism. And
0: also the flip of the decision on the man's part. They're all going how about her, and then something switches in them. And they're like, uh you're not coming with me and it's like uh you're gonna die
1: (laughs) yeah i mean Embry was an asshole he was just kind of a self-absorbed douche benjamin bratt realized what the fuck was going on and was like we need to get you help and then she flipped out and then realized that he was gonna realize what she had done and decided to kind of get ahead of that and then this other guy at the end
0: oh my god that was
1: was also oh that
0: was another question yeah it was implied that Harrison was missing
1: right and then he just shows up uh, again and then
0: he just shows up in at graduation and you're like yeah this was one of those
1: this is one of those scene cuts where it was just like what the
0: fuck is happening right now I'm like is this a dream sequence what is happening when
1: did we just jump from I don't know what the time period is right but yeah he just shows up again he's totally fine that was a red herring I think it was like to help convince you that Embry was behind it or had something to do with it or whatever mm. but I I mean I never really thought that Embry was legit no which he's not I guess we can just talk about the the reveal now yeah <laughs> we've basically been talking about it Embry after he disappeared he actually died Katie killed mm-hmm. him because he was not going to take her with him to travel across Europe so she hit him with a rock and he drowned in the weird swamp that exists like in the basement puddle? like it looked like a it puddle. was it was deep because it cause was Benjamin brad had to like look and be like is that a dead body down there which by the way, another swamp preserving another dead body, as though like, like that's a thing that could happen. That's that's what I was thinking too. I'm
0: like, wait, if it's been, there's no way he's seeing any remnants of a right, body. like unless it's a
1: skull. But like then they show an actual, and I don't know if maybe that was supposed to be a um a flashback where they kind of show Emory in like one piece basically. But right, but yeah. So basically, any time Katie has seen Embry in the present time, it's been her imagination and maybe her crime coming back to haunt her, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And Benjamin Bratt realizes this because he compares he wants the handwriting sample taken from the note that she found and one of his journal entries or something and the guy says, yeah, no it's a match, but also like this was written two years ago not a week ago, which makes him a little suspicious because he's a shitty cop, it takes him a real long time to kind of figure out what that that means for the investigation, mm-hmm. like maybe a normal person would be a bit more leery of Katie at that point, right? <laughs> but no, like they probably would have run off together if she hadn't been so frazzled that of her like fake encounter with Embry that happened right before he got there,
0: yeah. And I just like made a note that anybody who treats her like shit she kills
1: in that case well in that case she should kill her therapist he he probably deserved to die and she she left him (laughs) alone
0: (laughs) yeah but he didn't promise her like the world and then not deliver
1: well, so I mean I guess then you have more specifically define how they mistreat her because I think she has been mistreated by people, but she hasn't killed everybody. Like Sam right. is just a patently bad friend to her. I don't understand why they're friends. She's very mean to her.
0: I think she deserves it sometimes. I'm not even gonna lie. I maybe,
1: but they're unlikable people. It's just like why why do we care about them?
0: <laughs> right. It's like uh yeah,
1: yes. nobody in this movie was likable except for Harrison. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but only because i was like nolan the whole time (laughs) (laughs) oh nolan (laughs) sorry i used to say that to my sister all the time because we watched revenge together so (laughs) when when something bad happened in the show we'd be like oh nolan (laughs) 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 uh we're nerds
0: oh boy so the end end yeah she gets the job right or internship whatever it is at that company and we find out that she's been boning the head guy who i believe was on psych
1: oh really no that wasn't uh no
0: not psych what was the the doctor one in the hamptons
1: oh uh not nip Tuck, was it no what was that one my parents watched that show royal pains yes that is the one they filmed at com set oh really yeah
0: but i didn't know what he was from and what the premise of the
1: show <laughs> you're almost there almost you
0: just need that little bit yeah and then yeah. you could figure it out and he says to her like <laughs> it's not worth the yeah. risk i hope we can be friends
1: i'm so close to making partner and like it's not <laughs> worth the risk yeah i know she got so murdery looking in that moment it was like "Ooh, buddy
0: She had those stabby eyes.
1: Stabby, very stabby eyes. But, I mean, her preferred method of killing is rock to the head, so...
0: (laughs) Right, so she'd have to find, like, a nearby swamp. <laughs> Hon- honestly, I
1: thought she was going to push him out the window. Like, I thought that's how the movie was going to end. She was just going to, like, body chuck him through the glass. Right, because uh, they were glass. right by the window. Yeah, or maybe find, like, a letter opener and stab him in the jugular. Yeah, It was just implied. Yeah, it was implied that yeah. this is how her life will continue. And that's why I'm saying, like, I feel like she's going to have to get caught at some point because... At some point, a better police detective is going to get involved and start linking these things together and thinking it's real fucking suspicious. Mm-hmm. So as long as it's just like any other police detective besides Benjamin Bratt, we'll be fine.
0: Well, now he's dead. Right,
1: so Rock to we the head. Even compared notes. Yeah. Um, he? <laughs> <laughs> you kidding? He didn't take any notes.
0: And yeah, or she could. She could also possibly pull like a How to Get Away with Murder and put him in like a what are those on the roofs of. Like buildings and stuff, the water tanks. What? (laughs) Oh my god! Water tanks. To those who are listening, you know what I'm talking about. If you watched How to Get Away with Murder, the first season, there's these water tanks
1: on the top of buildings. For what? I don't know. For what purpose? Why are there just tanks of water on top of buildings? I'm gonna look it up now. Fine, do it. Oh yeah, here
0: we go. Aha! Rooftop water tanks. (laughs) <laughs> According Again, what are they for? There are 15,000 rooftop water tanks used in New York City. These are utilized for supplying water for everyday use, fire protection systems, and other irrigation needs. These tanks are primarily needed on buildings over six stories in height.
1: Ew, so you dump a body in there and it just poisons the water supply for the whole building? I don't think the people that do it think that through.
0: Oh, I mean if she needs a body Ew. of water in a close place
1: that's the first one I would think would do it. Ugh. Ew. This is why I don't want to live in an apartment building. <laughs> this exact specific reason. As long as
0: it's not over 6 stories. There you're
1: fine. I I can't I can't make peace with the thought that somebody could dump a body in my water supply one day.
0: You also didn't know they existed, so I'm glad I opened that up for you. Doesn't help that they also look super rusty,
1: too, and they're just not... They don't look very... Sanitary? Safe, yeah. Well, that settles it. I'm never moving into an apartment building with more than six floors.
0: Yeah, so we just get her devilish eye and can assume that she's going to murder him
1: and on to the next have a long happy life of murdering every man that slights her and to be honest i get it (laughs) don't we all wish (laughs) oh god my number
0: would be pretty high
1: (laughs) if there are no consequences just like there don't seem to be for katie in this movie then uh you know why not right (laughs) if if the police can't even pin The disappearance of her ex-boyfriend on her, like, they're never gonna figure it out.
0: No, definitely not. I do have a little tidbit for you. Oh
1: boy, tidbits.
0: It was suggested by the book.
1: The book? Yeah. Oh, sweet baby Jesus. Here we go.
0: Called Adam's Fall
1: by Sean
0: Desmond.
1: Well, let me just look that up in the library, see if I can procure it. Adam's fault you know what honestly the book even sounds pretentious I'm assuming it's given a biblical it's fault, reference right which is like ugh, gag me <laughs> Adam's fault oh yep yeah. wait oh no it's only available in audiobook that's gonna be upsetting oh my god look at wait th- wait, wait hold need. on this might not be the right book <laughs> it's, it's part of the touch of tantra series <laughs> No, this is not it. Sean Desmond. When roguish playboy Adam Kingsley meets the stunning Tantra instructor Catherine Delcour, he falls hard.
0: (laughs) (laughs) This is not the same book. (laughs) That would be way more interesting. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wait, can I just read this one and pretend that it's a book report about this movie? (laughs) An intense sexual chemistry sizzles between them.
0: You know what's great about that? We could just pretend and say it had the same title. Exactly.
1: Like, oops, we made a mistake. I read the wrong book, but let me tell you all about it. Oh, no. Adam's life takes an unexpected turn when newly exposed secrets surrounding his birth father force him to make a seemingly impossible choice. Man, this sounds very dramatic. Look at the cover. I don't know if you could... Oh. (laughs) It's like, here's my pecs. What was... Wait, what was the... The author? Yeah, what was the author's name?
0: Sean s-e-a-n desmond desmond
1: oh i found it okay we got it guys we got it Woohoo! it is in the queue let's see how long it's gonna take me to read it huh i hope it's not (laughs) i hope it's not a long book (laughs) is what that meant
0: i'm curious what it says for the synopsis on that it only has 241
1: pages so that that's like pretty good harvard's ah harvard Mm. harvard's adam's house has a checkered past Ghosts in the attic, shadowy tunnels under the basement, and a history of student suicides and murders. The present isn't much sunnier, especially for the nameless protagonist, a senior plagued by memories of his freshman roommate's death and haunted by a specter who's got a few scores to settle before he quits this earthly realm for good. Author Sean Desmond, a Harvard graduate, takes us deep inside the drug and spirit-ridden head of his main character who's got girlfriend troubles, as well as a thesis to finish, a guilty secret to hide, and a problem or two with reality. It doesn't indeed Dear us to this overprivileged twit but it adds to the gothic <laughs> atmosphere <laughs> which is laid on with a heavy hand man i love the phrase overprivileged twit the ghost from the past is a much more interesting figure he's a vindictive playboy with charm that doesn't quite equal his prescience and choosing a target whose descent into madness and maybe murder is horrifyingly depicted in this, his debut novel, Desmond shows signs of an emerging talent. Unfortunately, it's not fully realized in this somewhat muddled, though exceptionally creepy tale. That was a, a review, I guess. <laughs> That's wild. Wow. That doesn't sound anything like the movie we just watched. <laughs> no. Oh, interesting. Okay, so this is probably going to be a rough one. That was wild, though. Yeah, that does not sound anything like the movie we just watched, so... But it
0: also seems like it could be way more entertaining, though.
1: I don't know. I mean, I guess I'll find out. And it's only 200 pages, so, like, not that bad. Hopefully I can finish that in a couple weeks. Got a holiday weekend coming up. I should have some time.
0: Okay, so, as you know, where to find us? Twitter, Instagram, don't forget about the merch store don't forget about cocktails if you have a trailer or a promo that you want to exchange with us let us know shoot us an email i hate it let's watch it at gmail.com or you can get access to us again through instagram twitter the website do you have anything to add?
1: We've got Don't Worry Darling coming out next. Yes. That's coming up, and that's it.
0: Yes, it is, <laughs> so, which I'm very excited about. I could probably watch that movie a ton more times.
1: Oh, but. well, great. So, yeah, we'll do that next time.
0: All righty. See you then. <laughs>